Welcome back. It's the Game Stoppers. Today, who not much has happened in the NFL free agency. Nothing yet. So, today, we're going to kind of make it a little chill day. We're going to talk about some new OT rules that just came out. Some Lakers talk now that they're out of the play-in and the playoffs. Which, by the way, I'm not a big Laker fan, so I'm a... Let's go. They're out. I'm happy. I'm thrilled. Tired of seeing the Lakers in there. And I know it's only been two, three years? Two? Two years? Tired of it. Tired of it. I hate people talking about Westbrook, Davis, and LeBron. I just hate it. Anyway, then we're going to go on to the top quarterbacks we're going we're going to rank them each division like AFC so I'll give you who I think is number one number four number two number three yada 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 that stuff let's kick it off with the new over- overtime rules though so right here new overtime rules state both teams will have the opportunity to possess the ball in overtime in the postseason If the score is tied after each team has possessed the ball, the next score wins. If the team kicking off to start the overtime period scores a safety on the receiving team's initial possession, the team that kicked it off is the winner. How do I feel about it, though? I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Now, this is only for the postseason. It's not for the regular season, none of that. I just... I don't understand why we changed it. Because of that one game? There's been many other games that's happened where, yes, they complained, fans complained, but it wasn't too much. Now we have social media involved with that, and they're saying this has been what we needed, this change. Why? Keep it the same. These are the big leagues. Just because a team can't last 13 seconds on defense, that was a horrible defensive playing call. You could have, like, you could have told your players, hey, watch out for Kelsey. You know he's going to do something. Even Mahomes was saying, Kels, do it. Kels, do it. (laughs) Guard him. That was just horrible. 13 seconds. And then they want to complain, the Bills fans, that overtime rules are so bad. Like, yeah, you lost a coin toss, but should have played defense. Should have played defense. That simple. Not... (laughs) it's not our fault that your defense couldn't last 13 seconds. Great drive with uh, Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis. You guys had that in the bag. This is the big leagues. Treat it as the big leagues. This ain't college. That's what you basically just made those OT rules in. You just made it college. The oldest saying in the book is, is defense wins championships. Now, I know this league now is revolved around offense. That's how it is. It's basically kind of like the NBA revolves around offense now. It's not so much defense. It's all like three-pointers. With the league, it's all passing. Get to the end zone quick and all that. No more run game is involved, and offense is just pure. You don't have that rock-solid defense that can stop you. But in my eyes, look who won the Super Bowl. The Rams. That was one of the best defenses in the league. 
they stopped Burrow for a while. I know Ramsey got cooked. But going back to the OT rules, because I'm getting a little bit off topic here. Again, back to what I was saying with college. You're making this like college. This is the NFL. National Football League. It is top of the top. And it's going to be tough. But hey, that is my cry about it situation. I can't do nothing about it. Not many people can. Curious to see how this goes, though. If there is another tied game, see what happens in OT. Moving on. We have the Lakers. The Lakers. Oh. Oh, have they been doing really bad? LeBron has been on fire, though. 30 points per game, leading the league in points per. He might win the scoring title if he keeps up what he's doing. He's rocking with 30 a game, one block a game, a steal a game, eight rebounds a game, six assists a game. Dude is putting it all out there. Turns out really not helping. But that's besides the point. He's going off. Westbrook last uh, six games has been going off. He's getting 23 points per game, eight rebounds, eight assists. He's, he's been going off. He's been trying. Obviously, it didn't really work. And the amount of turnovers a game with three, not over those six games, but in total, three turnovers a game, 18 points per, a steal, two assists. Sorry, seven assists per seven, six rebounds per. Or seven, sorry. Ugh. It's just, and then Davis has been out with injuries. You have Westbrook putting up awful jump shots. You have Davis with injuries. Malik Monk, maybe a little bit of Carmelo. And LeBron, of course, have really been the foundation for that team. Anthony Davis, besides those injuries... When he was healthy this year, he didn't look like himself. I don't know if it's just me. He just didn't. None of them look like they're trying that hard, except for the three that I mentioned, Monk, Mello, and Braun. Other than that, I mean, Talon Horror Tucker's look bad. Austin Reeves shown some good signs. Stanley Johnson, ugh. Trevor Reza, ugh. Wayne Ellington, just, it just gets worse after that. Dwight Howard, just none of them looked thrilled. Uh, there was, when Malik Monk got that block against the Pelicans, amazing block. Camera then pointed to the bench, and they did not look happy. It's just they don't look like they want to even be there. Frank Vogel is a bad coach in this Lakers situation. You have a very old team. He knows that. He has one of the greatest, if not the greatest, players on the planet right now on his team with LeBron James. He has Anthony Davis, yes, injury prone, but is a stud at rim protecting and finishing. And then you also have Westbrook, who, yeah, his jump shot's weak, but he's one of the best drivers in the league. I mean, he's lost, obviously, with age, lost that a little bit of his jump, but Hey, some nights he could get up there. He could still rebound, obviously. He could still pass. And Malik Monk has sh shown, hey, I could be that dude. Mello, 
he, I mean, he's had some rough trails with OKC, the Rockets, and then getting picked up from the Hawks and then immediately like dumped. Trailblazers, he he really showed, like, hey, I'm still that dude. Dwight Howard, he's he's just done. He he's done. He's getting five boards a game. You're seven foot and you have all that muscle and you're getting five boards a game. They're having LeBron, this 37-year-old dude who is somehow still pumping, pumping out that gas, is somehow still (laughs) playing every position. Oh, we got some news. Oh, we got some news. Hang on. Hang on. Breaking news, Bruce Arians has retired. Whoa. And he's moving into the front office. He's no longer head coach. Oh. Well, there we go. Earlier, I was saying nothing much has happened. I mean, two retirements have happened with Malcolm Jenkins, Patrick Peterson. Farewells to them. They've had great careers, obviously. Uh, Patrick Peterson over in Arizona. And um, obviously Malcolm Jenkins with the Eagles and Saints winning two rings for um, for the Saint, One for the Saints, one for the Eagles. But Bruce Arians is now going to the front office. He is done being head coach. Who is going to fill that position in for a head coach? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wonder what Brady's thinking right now. Bruce Arians, I'm surprised. He's such a good coach. And now he's he's gone. No longer head coach. He can't. I wonder, like, he, you have a really good defense. And Bruce Arians is that defensive mindset. You don't have to worry about an offensive coach. You got that with Brady. Brady could say, hey. I'm going to be the new OC here. We don't need an offensive coordinator anymore. But, oh, I wonder who's going to fill that position in. Obviously, Brian Flores is with uh, the Steelers, so it can't be him. Obviously, all these moves that's happened with the coaching, I'm, that's just crazy. That's crazy. Wonder how that Bucks defense is going to look now. Will it still be the same? Will it not? Obviously, you got some old old players on that uh, D line, except for Vita Bay. You also have uh, pretty old linebackers, except for Devin White and uh, Shaq Barrett. Vontae David's getting up there. Uh, JPP's getting up there. Interesting. Interesting. That's 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 definitely out of the blue. Anyway, back to Lakers. I, I know I just switched from basketball to football back to basketball, but back to the Lakers. Out of the play-in, out of the playoffs, Braun tried to carry. I wonder what they do during the offseason. Do they get rid of Westbrook? Braun said he's fine with him, but by the looks of things, he's not fine with anybody on that team. He's ready to move people, but... He also said he wouldn't mind going back to Cleveland. Getting that young team, that'd be crazy. Oh, oh, here's my answer. 
Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, has been upgraded to head coach to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, I'm switching to basketball to football, but these things just keep popping up. Todd Bowles (sighs) used to coach the Dolphins, if I believe. No, sorry. He used to coach the Jets. Used to be a coach of the Jets. I'm pretty sure. Let me let me look that up real quick. It's either Dolphins or Jets that he used to coach. But that, that's definitely, yep, Jets. He is now a head coach for the Buccaneers. He did really well on defensive side with him and Arians. They were a great duo, and I'm sure Arians will still be in his ear about some things. I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I mean, he still has a say in some things with the Buccaneers. Definitely a win. I say I think Todd Bowles will do good filling in that spot. Todd Bowles, you know, he had to deal with that bad Jets team, went over to Tampa, got himself a ring. Now, and he knows the team well. He knows that defense well, especially being defensive coordinator. You don't have to worry about Brady. Brady's Brady. Buccaneers will be fine. Buccaneers will be perfectly fine. All right. Back to basketball. Let's just wrap this up real quick before any other news comes along. I'm ready for like Tyra Matthew gets signed, Stephon Gilmore gets signed. I'm like, shoot. <laughs> anyway. With Westbrook, they were offered that Rockets trade with him and John Wall. I don't think that's happened. That's off the tables. I brought this up early to um, my dad because we were talking about the Lakers and how I feel about Westbrook. We both agree that he's not really good for them, but I, I threw out there, maybe it's coaching. Maybe he just doesn't fit Vogel's scheme. And I figure that going into the season, I'm like, you're not having much shooters. And I feel like Westbrook will be like, I, well, I see not many people shoot, shooting on here. Maybe I should start taking jumpers. That's not really his role. His role is gets the basket. And he does that really well. Pass, ball movement, all that. He does that really well. Work on his jumper. Definitely off-season work that he has to do. Big contract that he still has. Let's see Maybe Lakers release him or trade him in the offseason, see where he goes. Maybe they don't. Maybe LeBron's like, let me have him for one more year. Anthony Davis, hopefully he gets back and better for LeBron. Malik Monk's definitely set on that team. Melo's probably set on that team. Austin Reeves, LeBron likes him. He tried to be that Caruso filler. Didn't work out too well. Because, uh... Caruso was even willing to take little money just to be back. That did not work out well. Now we got that stacked Chicago team. All right. Enough Laker talk. Just going to say this. Lakers are in trouble. Now I'm done. Let's move on to ranking each division's quarterbacks. Start off with the AFC East. Number one, obviously, is Josh Allen. It's, there's no one in that division that competes with Josh Allen. No one. Next one's definitely Tuatago Vailoa. He should be better. These are these are predictions by the 
end of next season of where they'll they will be ranked by the way Tua will definitely be number two for on there if he's not there is definitely Tua is out nobody will want him he's done if he does not do good with the team he has he has a better o-line better people to pass to with Hill Devontae Parker uh Waddle Jasicki and he also has a really good backfield Edmonds and I think Raheem Mostert is on there. So he no complaining should be from him. Next one is Mac Jones. I Pagers didn't do much. I was kind of disappointed. I thought they would do a little bit more to help Mac Jones. So I'ma just keep him there. He wasn't really obviously he was two last year because Tua did bad. But Tua will definitely do better. Mac Jones, number three, I'm fine with that. And Zach Wilson, obviously, four. Next one, AFC North. Joe Burrow, number one. He is <laughs> he's a top five quarterback in the league. And he might even be top three in the league this coming year. Better O-line. You got to see what this dude did he did something first time in nfl history i'd say he took a horrible broken up o-line shoot you could go grab someone from my 600 pound life to go block for him and they probably be better than last last year's Bengals o-line last two years Bengals o-line and they'd still play better now with burrow he took this horrible O-line all the way to something they would have probably never seen with any other quarterback. Probably. Keyword is probably. He took them to a place where they got to spend a night in a Super Bowl. They probably would have never seen that. Never. As a starting O-lineman in their whole career with how bad they were. And he did it. He worked with it. He did just fine. Well, not just fine. He was obviously beat up, but he did good, great, fantastic. There's no other word to put it. Him and Chase is a dynamic duo. Joe Mixon, great back to have too. Now you have this O-line where I talked about this on the last podcast. You have Lyle Collins. You have Karras. And you have Alex Kappa. Not only do you have that whole right side pretty much locked, you have the inside locked. Great. Definitely number one. Definitely number one on the AFC North. Second, I talked about this too on the last podcast. If Deshaun Watson plays, which there's been some news where from Broken that he may have d- did it. There's a, like a 90% chance that he did do it. I didn't read up too much on it. And because I'm waiting for Deshaun Watson is out this period of time. But like I said on the last one, if he plays the whole season, let alone misses just a month and plays the rest, he will be a top three quarterback in the league. Deshaun Watson, though, this is allegations aside, all this jury stuff and all the bad things that he may, may not have done. Deshaun Watson is number two on my 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 list next one is Lamar 
Lamar Jackson, obviously, because I ain't going to put Mitch Trubisky over him. Ravens might be might be dangerous. They're healthier. That defense looking dangerous too. They're going to be healthy. Marcus Peters coming back. Marlon Humphrey's coming back. Clayus Campbell coming back. Michael Pierce coming back. And they have Marcus Williams to fill out that secondary for the safeties. Crazy. Mitch Trubisky, see what he does over there in Pittsburgh, Steel City. I don't think he'll do much, though. AFC South. Oh, Matt Ryan. I talked about this on the last podcast. Go listen to that. Why I I am going to put him at number one. I'm going to put him at number one. Yes, over Tannehill, Lawrence, and Mills. I'm putting him number one. Check out the last podcast to see what I said. I said he basically, to sum it up, but I went to detail more, but to keep it simple, I said that he's coming in like a Matthew Stafford situation. Check out the last podcast, though. Number two, I have Trevor Lawrence. Ah, this is his breakout year. I, I feel it. He has a better O-line. They they added some more protection, especially with Brandon Sheriff. See what they do in the draft, too. Obviously, they'll probably take Aiden Hutchinson. Maybe they will go O-line to help protect him. Never know what they do. It's Jacksonville. But clear pick is Aiden Hutchinson, probably. Number three, I have Ryan Tannehill. I said this last year, beginning of last year. Actually, I might, I, it might have been a whole year almost around this date where I said Ryan Tannehill is overrated because a lot of people had him in top 10. I said, no, he is not. Prove me wrong still. He had Julio. Didn't do squat with him. Yes, Julio was hurt a lot. Still didn't do squat with him though. AJ Brown had him. Obviously did the same thing as he did two years ago. Derrick Henry had him. Got injured. Uh Uh-oh. Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill is not your guy, like I said. He is just not. Deontay Foreman went off, though. So, three Tannehill, four Davis Mills. Davis Mills. All right. Here is the big one. The best quarterback division, I think, in the history of the NFL. See what they do, though, of course. See what they do, though. But on paper, right now, the AFC West is looking like the best. Number one. Number one is Mahomes. Now, here's the thing. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to disagree with my pick on Mahomes. I'm going to say Herbert's number one. Going into next year, I'm going to say he's number one. Because I, I legit think Mahomes might get exposed this year. Not having Hill, teams will go back to that cover, have a single safety up high because they don't have to worry about any speedster getting behind them. And they'll be able to double-team Kelsey. I don't think Juju will do too well. He's just not, he's not a number one receiver type guy. He's just not. He needs another receiver to take someone off his back. O-line's still good. You still got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, of course, for running. I just I think this might be the year that Mahomes might drop a little bit. So, number one, I got Herbert being number one. Number two is Russell Wilson. 
Yes, I am dropping Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I am. Absolutely, I am. No, I'm kidding. Patrick Mahomes is number two. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that stupid. Patrick Mahomes is number two. It's still Mahomes at the end of the day. But I do think, though, he will get exposed. Number three is Russ. See what he does with Denver. Uh, better O line situation. Uh, better receivers, in my opinion. Obviously, might be biased, but come on, I I really do think so. Better coaching for him. Better run game. And obviously, the best number four quarterback of all time, Derek Carr, will be there. Uh, Derek Carr might even show improvement with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro on the same team. Josh McDaniels, though, you got to worry about that head coach. You got to worry about him. <laughs> See how that, that plays out. Moving on to the NFC, NFC East. Number one, obviously Dak Prescott. Obviously Dak Prescott. Number two, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, I feel like gets too much hate. Number one, he carry he did carry this Eagles team really well last year. He also has Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, still has that good O line with Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, and uh, Jordan. May I can't pronounce his last name. Mayada, Mayada, with that left tackle. He's really young, really good. Uh, Miles Sanders, and I really think that team will start to realize, hey, this run—they're the best run offense they were last year. I think they were like number two in run when they started to figure it out. Personally, I'd put them at number one. They nobody could stop their their run game. Nobody could take a lot off of Hurts back, so I have him at number two. Number three is Carson Wentz. Uh, injuries will probably get to him again. It's a pretty beat-up O-line that, that Washington's got going on over there. They got a lot of bad things going on over there. Obviously, owner. Obviously, owner. Stadium. Field. And Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio is definitely really bad. Number four, Daniel Jones. Obvious reasons again. Nobody's going to put him over Hurts. Nobody's going to put him over Wentz. Nobody's going to put him over Dak. Do I think he's underrated, though? Absolutely. I think Brian Dable will do really good as Giants head coach. I think maybe they might be underdogs. Brian Dable looks happy to be there. Uh... I think players will really like him too. He just seems like a really same thing with Nathaniel Hackett. I just think uh, those two are just really energetic guys and might switch a team that looked bad last year into something better this year. NFC North, A. Aaron number one. See what they do to help Aaron Rodgers out. Obviously, Devontae is gone. Marcus Valdez Scantling's gone over to the Chiefs. All he has is Aaron Jones and a decent O line. I mean, still got Elkin Jenkins and Bakhtiari, but you lost Billy Turner. Obviously, uh, two years ago, you lost Corey Lindsley, 
three uh three years ago you lost Brian Bulaga. <laughs> so and this year, Billy Turner. They love Aaron Rodgers over there in Green Bay. Fans do. Not so sure about the front office. Second is Kirk. Kirk's at he, he's just he's he's in such a weird situation where he's good, but he could also be really bad. There's just those times. It, he is such an on and off player. He's like the James Harden in a way in the league, where you know he could be good. Reason why he's called Captain Kirk, or you could just have an off game. He's just so unpredict unpredictable. Third is Justin Fields. I hope they give this man some help. He just lost uh, Daniels, his left guard, or right guard, sorry. So that'll be interesting. Jared Goff, obviously, number four. Uh, Fields also lost uh, Allen Robinson. He get Fields some help. He needs help. Thank God, though. <laughs> I don't even care for that last head coach that they had. I won't even say his name. It's how much of a disgrace he is <sighs> to that organization. Obviously, he did win Coach of the Year one time, but that was a long time ago. Still bad. Next one is NFC South. Obviously, Tom Brady, number one. How do you not put him there? Jameis Winston. Number two, obvious reasons he played good until injury. Uh, they also have Dalton, who who will be coming in because I don't think Winston will be playing first week of the season because of the uh, injury that he suffered last year. So, but with all that aside, definitely Winston for number two. Mariota, number three. I'd take him over Darnold every day. And Darnold, obviously, four. Mariota, he's an interesting fit for that team. He'll be playing without Ridley. He has Cordell Patterson. Russell Gage is gone. Cal Pitt's still there. And there's a beat-up O-line. They're not looking too good. It's literally, NFC South is just Buccaneers and maybe Saints. Maybe. Finally... We have the NFC West. I have Kyler Murray, number one. Matthew Stafford, number two. This is if Murray's healthy. He was injured part of last year. Stafford, two. Because I think that the Rams might come, come out a little cocky after last, last season being like NFC is not really anything this year. It's pretty much all AFC. So, But Cardinals, hey. See what happens. See what happens. I I heard a rumor that uh, Christian McCaffrey obviously is getting traded, but I heard a rumor that he might be going over to Cardinals. Third is Trey Lance slash Jimmy G, because I did see that they're keeping Jimmy G. I don't know how Trey, Trey Lance... I hope he does get playing time. He's He's such a good, talented player. Just didn't get much of a chance last year. Uh, maybe just to have him sit out, watch the league for a bit. Hopefully he gets playing time this year. Because Jimmy G is a good backup and a good vet backup. Fourth is Drew Locke.
That's all I'm going to say. Fourth is Drew Locke. As a Broncos fan, I know how he is. Uh, good player. Horrible decision-making. He, he can't... He can't... With Drew Locke, he can't stay in the pocket for long without getting a little jittery. So, good luck with Seahawks, Seahawks fans. Sorry about who you have. Hopefully, you'll draft Malik Willis. If not, I'll probably go to Carolina. Anyway... That'll be it for today's podcast. Thank you all for for listening. Peace.